Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Healing Circle Podcast. I am Kobe. And I'm Kyle. And we're back with another episode. We're in season five. <sighs> and. Oh, I, hello, friends. I'm sorry. It's the why I, for me. <laughs> I, I got an advanced copy of this really great book. We hold it um, up. I don't know. Is that in the camera? Can y'all see that? <laughs> Why am I like this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the book is filled with oh, it's filled with good stuff. Oh my goodness! You know, and it's actually written by a very beautiful and well drawn individual. Oh my goodness! Her name's Kobe. What's funny is I, I literally did not see that piece of paper until I looked at you to intro yourself. It's not did, a piece where, of paper. did you it's stick it on the side of the chair? No, it's just been over here. It's an advanced oh, copy. Oh, my paper. Oh, my goodness. I don't know why you're hating. Mm-hmm. Um, and, hey, if you want a signed version of this, why am I it's like one this? of one. And um, follow me on whatever my social media is because I'm not good at that stuff. But uh, I'll, I'll send you a signed copy of this. There's okay. only one. I don't know how I'm going to decide who it goes to. But that if, you, uh, really if you really funny. want to support. Why am I like this? When did it come out, babe? April 4th, mm. oh, April 4th, sure. 2023, this year, this year. <clears throat> yeah, so I don't know where that came from, but it just was like, oh, man, it's here. So I figured. Just show the promo people. it. Yep. He's Kyle. Back That's to your regularly scheduled programming. We were he's ta- Kyle. Yeah, we were going to talk about really important things, I think. You're supposed to say your name, babe, which is like. I, I thought I did. Kyle. Did I not? No. Hi. Did he? Oh, I'm sorry. I missed it. Okay. My okay, name's sorry, Kyle. Guys. <laughs> sorry, guys. Okay. So today we just wanted to talk about triggers. Um, it's a question. I, oh, what did I post? I posted something about it on Instagram and it got a lot of um, responses and a lot of. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um, and I also have a membership community and we've been talking about triggers, too. Oh, oh, here it is. For those struggling with how God sees you in seasons of being triggered, your trauma responses are not a reflection of your faith. They're a reflection of your activated nervous system. God sees and empathizes with your suffering. He is not mad at you. And a lot of people resonated with that um, statement because I think we there's a really big misconception about what triggers are. Right. Mm. I keep figuring I'm like, do I point look here? Do I look at you? Do I look here? Do I, look no, here? I mean <laughs> But there's a big uh misconception about what triggers are because um again, everything that is like widely understood is like poorly explained, you know? Yeah. Like everyone thinks they know what a trigger is. Everyone kind of throws like, Oh, I'm triggered. I'm triggered. But like the truth is people don't realize that triggers are automatic responses, meaning you can't control being triggered. Okay. 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 I will never forget. First of all, Twitter is a very much the bowels of the interwebs. It's one of those places that you peek your head in and you pop your head out. I do not no, dwell. Yeah. yeah. I don't dwell, dwell on Twitter. People are very angry there. There's a lot of hurt. <laughs> like there is I just I pray they're healing because people are very hurt on Twitter but there's a pastor a really big pastor won't name them but they said um we need to stop being triggered and we need to let our triggers be God's triumph uh just because you throw alliteration at a topic doesn't mean you oh the pastors love alliteration but like that sounds very beautiful, 
But can you explain what it means to stop being triggered? Like, literally, what does that mean? Oh, what's crazy is there's birds chirping outside because, like, we're here. And you said, can you explain it? And we were silent. And I heard the birds tweeting. I thought it was a sound effect. Oh. But, oh, oh, you thought them. Yeah, they I was made like, oh, dang, effect. bro, that's production quality. Like, they really, <laughs> like, no, you can't. No, there's like Continue. a bird's nest right there. Um, yeah, like, what, what are triggers? How do you stop being triggered? How do you stop? You no one stops being triggered. You learn how to interact with your triggers, but you don't control your triggers. If you do want to control your triggers, you change how you respond to your triggers, which desensitizes you to what you're being triggered by, right? But like you cannot be like I'm done being triggered. I'm not going to be triggered anymore. It's not something we control, right? Um and that's important for people who experience triggers, but also p- important for people who are connected to serve people who experience triggers as well. Because it can feel annoying, right? It can yeah. be like, dang, you're always triggered. It's like, yes, it, if it's annoying for you to see me triggered, imagine how annoying it is for me to be triggered. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, um, so at- what's like the difference between the the like clinical reality of, of a trigger? Because you're yeah. talking about something that, that cannot be controlled versus yeah what like like you said when things become widely understood everyone does something you know someone does anything that isn't right and it feels like on instagram or whatever it's always because they're triggered and i think that like i think there's there's got to be more people like me who are kind of like all right bro like it Every bad thing you do or every mean or rude thing you say can't just be out of your control. Like, so there's got to be. Yes. Like, I'm sure people are using the word to cover up something different. Mm. And so I'd love to, like, what is, what's a real trigger that, like, you're talking about versus, yeah. like, I just want to say what I want to say and I don't want you to be able to get mad at me for it. That is a really, really good question. So, one, there is a difference, and I think our culture is slowly learning this. There's a difference between that made me upset and I didn't like that and I'm actually triggered. There's a difference between that. A trigger is um, a stimuli that elicits a response based on a past traumatic experience. Stimuli that elicits a response based on a past traumatic experience. So you can say something to me and if I don't like it, I just don't like it. And it's normal to feel emotions. We need the full range of emotions to live a full life. So I might get angry or I might get upset or I might get sad. I might feel something that doesn't mean that I'm triggered. Right. And so for the people who often use the language, I'm triggered. uh, And I, I will say for the people I serve and I'm around, this is something they already do but like if you're someone who's constantly constantly saying you're triggered it's also your responsibility to figure out what's being triggered yeah and once you find out what's being triggered now it's your job to deal with that trigger right that doesn't mean stop being triggered it means if i am triggered by being in big groups of people and feeling unseen maybe for a season i step back from big groups of people Mm. So what you can't do is say, I don't like big groups of people and then continue to pursue crowds and say, I'm triggered, I'm triggered, I'm triggered. That's there's still a responsibility. Like and I think that we have to understand that just because we can't control our triggers doesn't mean that we don't have a responsibility to our triggers. Um, So if Twitter is a perfect example for me, Twitter is actually triggering for me. So I don't get on it. You know, like. For me, 
Twitter triggers a season in my life where I was bullied and made fun of when I see people do that, right? Yeah. And triggers can um, elicit responses at different levels. Does it completely dysregulate me? No. Also, dysregulation is a word that we like to use a lot. And so I want to explain what dysregulation is. Dysregulation is when you are having a physiological response, an emotional response of disorder and internal chaos that exceeds your ability to cope with that chaos. Mm. So being mad is not being dysregulated. Being so angry that I feel out of control and don't know what to do with that anger, that's dysregulation, right? So so, And I'm not always dysregulated by Twitter, but Mm -hmm. I might see something where I'm like, Okay, that example. This morning, the Gospel Coalition posted this, <laughs> posted a, uh, posted something on Instagram about like how Harry represents the spirit of this age because he wants to be the star and he's stepping away from his family and not, not like, uh, essentially, you're saying like you can't destroy everything you don't like. Um, the, whoever wrote the the very poorly thought through article (laughs) and it was so triggering for me because Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of the moment it like one how do I know it was triggering for me I had an automatic response so you're you were catching up to the response you already had you have the response and then you realized oh shoot bingo gotcha I saw it hands got clammy heart rate went up got hot which I know is like I'm getting angry and I had to stop and I immediately wanted to like blast them in the comments because I'm like, this is, this is how you want to represent the gospel. You want to speak out against somebody like this is how, this is clear that you did not read spare. I'm reading spare by the way. Um, does he talk about his time in the military a lot? Yes. But is this a book (laughs) about a little boy, a little boy who was traumatized by his family, by his father, by a system that oppressed other people and also oppressed him. Yeah, it's actually very sad to read the book. And it's evidence that you read the book. Rather, it's evidence that they didn't actually read the book. How do I know? Because it's 15 hours on Audible and I know y'all didn't take that time. Um, It's evidence that they didn't read the book. And it's evidence to me. I'm like, y'all, if you're if you're racist, just say that. If you don't like that he married a black girl, just say that. Because how is how is Harry stepping away from oppression, the spirit of this age, but the queen upholding a system that has the blood of millions of people on it, not the spirit of this age? How is the royal family having pedophiles in it, not the spirit of this age? How it like help me understand Look at the time Sorry. Skin 15 already. <laughs> and so and, and right, like even as I'm talking about it, it's it's yeah. realisiting because I serve people who are punished for stepping out of toxic systems. Mm. I serve yeah. people who are ridiculed, who are mocked for choosing health because unhealth is so normalized and other people like the product of the unhealth. Yeah. Right. And they don't want to acknowledge who it's killing. They don't want to acknowledge who it's dehumanizing. Right. And so. Um, sorry, it's my hair in my mouth. Um, for me, I was catching up to that. And so instead of responding, I typed out. I'm not going to play. I, I went off and then I deleted it. Yeah. So I said, is this going to feed the anger that was triggered 
or is this going to give me space to process and go about my day as a mother, as a therapist, as a podcaster, normally? As a New York Times bestselling author? In the name of Jesus. Um, And I said, you know what? No. So I just unfollowed them and blocked them because I never want to see... I never want to see anything you guys have to say. You've you've lost credibility to me, Gospel Gospel Coalition. And that's evidence of you taking responsibility over your triggers because yes. two years ago, you may have <laughs> let the Twitter fingers uh, fire. I would have let the chopper sing. Uh, you would have okay. emptied the clip. I would have emptied the clip. And, I would have um, emptied the clip. And you may you have, know. you know, you may have gotten some relief from that. Yeah. But it would have ultimately been you engaging in a toxic system because you know hey at least part of it is they want clicks they yeah. want comments they want yeah. all press is good press right yeah. um and i want to yeah. say this that like the reason why triggers are different than just feeling an emotion is the level of intensity of what we're feeling and yeah. The difference between feeling an emotion and being triggered is when you're feeling an emotion, you're responding to the stimuli in front of you. When you are triggered, the stimuli in front of you makes you respond to the stimuli of the past. Right. I wasn't actually upset with the Gospel Coalition page. I was really upset with all the nameless, faceless people Mm. that fit into the narratives of the people that I love and serve on a regular basis. Yeah. Right. And that's the difference between being triggered is we give sometimes a bigger response than the stimuli that's really in front of us because the stimuli in front of us is not what we're responding to. Right. Yeah. And that's not just saying like, oh, stop. See, you're overreacting. I don't want anyone to take that soundbite and say, See, Kobe, see, Kobe said you're overreacting. You're, this has nothing to do with me. This has to do with the past. Being triggered is incredibly disorienting. It's disorienting because it's not about remembering the past. It's about reliving the past on a biological level. How do we know we can relive the past on a biological level? If I tell you to think about hot wings, your mouth might start watering because your brain already has stored mm-hmm. the physiological response connected to that food. Yep. Right. Tin, all flat, lemon pepper wings, fried extra hard <laughs> from Wingstop, bro. <laughs> Just extra hard. And then you get the, the fries, extra crispy yeah. with the ranch. Their ranch is popping. A little okay. vanilla Coke from the, from the machine. You know, I like to, <laughs> hey, this is a pro tip. All right. We're going to come back. Oh my gosh, Vanilla yeah. Coke with a little bit of the lime Coke. That's disgusting. Two thirds vanilla Coke, one third lime Coke. If you get nothing else, buy this book and go to Wingstop. That sounds yes, nasty. It's it's delicious. Vanilla and lime. Okay, I'm gonna trust you on that. Um, but yeah, like your body has that story. If I talk to say, like, imagine the beach, imagine the waves. If I use a, enough descriptive language, your body already has stored the stimuli in response to the beach, even if we're just sitting in this room, yeah. right? And when we're triggered, we're not accessing that in a way that is um, discernible. Yeah. We can't like, it's not like, okay, now we're going to imagine we're at the beach. It's just, you're somewhere. And then the next moment your body is uh, responding to something else, you know? And yeah. what so do like tr- real life, real life example from, from the Campbell house. Yeah. Um, so earlier in our relationship, uh, in our marriage, um, 
I used to get really upset with Kobe um, about leftovers. So we go to a restaurant. Whatever. I'm the type of person, if I really, really like something, I won't eat all of it at the restaurant because I want to I wanna let it linger. So I'll save a little bit, bring home the leftovers. And, like, and you know, a little, little plastic whatever. I know where this is going. Yeah. And I would wake up for about a few... For for too long. It one time was too many, but it happened more than one time. It Shame didn't. on you. <laughs> I would wake up the next day. You know, you go to work. You're thinking about how you're gonna. You all day at work. The only way you got through the day is knowing. Was, Yo, when I get home, forty seven seconds in the microwave, <laughs> and this is like it's gonna make everything okay. And then I would get there, and it would be gone. And I would get so, I would get so angry. Yeah. And one day, Kobe was like, babe, it's just leftovers. If, I, if you were eating it and I asked you for some, you would give me some every single time. Because you love me. Because you love me. Why are you so angry? Let's keep in mind, I wouldn't have eaten it all. Okay. That's even worse. <laughs> Maybe it is. Okay, we can't get into it. If you only eat some of the leftovers, that's almost more disrespectful than eating all of them. Okay? Because you disrespected me twice. Now you're saying it wasn't good enough to finish, and you don't respect the the amount that I saved. And also, I saved a specific amount because I knew what I needed. Welcome to my life. So having one bite less ain't ain't doing it. I would have saved one bite less if I only wanted one bite less. It's fine. And you can see... He's fine. Clearly, there's nothing in the past that's eliciting a disproportionate response. Nothing. Clearly, nothing. this is about something deeper than leftovers. Right. right. Okay. Good. Yeah. And so Kobe was being a good wife and challenging the idea of like, okay, you have a disproportionate response. Can I say what I actually said? Yeah. I said, who ate your leftovers as a kid? <laughs> I said, Kyle, who ate your leftovers? Like, who, like, did somebody eat your leftovers as a kid? And what was so interesting is his face, like, dropped. Not in, like, a, oh, no, she caught me, but almost as, like, a, hmm. Someone did eat my leftovers as a kid. And you know who you are. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm going to put him on front street. <clears throat> Pastor Robert Lamoris Campbell. That's his government. We... We would have leftovers, and he would dad tax everything. He wouldn't, if you asked him, if you said, oh, I'm about to eat those leftovers, he would go to the fridge before you and take a bite before he handed it to you. If you handed him a plate or someone was going to hand a plate to you and it had to cross through his territory, he was going to take a bite. We would regularly, I would write on the thing, don't touch dad, right? Like, don't touch this. Dad. Come home gone yeah and now obviously it's like it's food and all that but what it really was was i i felt in a way that i couldn't really uh, verbalize and vocalize especially like within the culture of my family there's some things you could say to your dad and some things you just can't i could maybe have that conversation now i could not have the conversation at 10 but i felt disrespected yeah i felt like like I didn't matter. My opinion didn't matter. Yeah. It was deeper to me than just a, a plate. It felt yeah. like something bigger than that. And my dad, my dad was just hungry, right? Like <laughs> it wasn't that deep to him. But for yeah. me, be- especially because I couldn't say anything within the mm. cultural framework I was in, 
it felt like this great injustice that I never got to say anything about. Yeah. So then I got married. And I said, like, oh, I can say something now. So you ain't going to play me now. <laughs> yeah, I'm proxy for his his dad eating his leftovers. Yeah. And I want to say this. We have to be careful about saying things like it's not that deep. We love to be like, it's not that deep. It's not that deep. You have no clue unless you know, unless you've walked through and lived through every single person's life and understand the specific context of certain things. You don't know if it's that deep or not. You have no clue, you know? And so it could have been easy for me to be like, it's not that deep. And in some ways, at first, I did do that. And I did say that. But he was, like, there was a deeper reality trigger that was triggered. And I think we have to remember that our triggers are reminders that there are past wounds that are still unhealed. If we don't process the past, the past stays in the present. You know? Clip it. We got to, hey, we're big time now, so we got a team. Kyle. Oh, my gosh. It's true. You know, if we don't process the past, the past stays in the present and we carry it with us like all the time. It's almost like a grenade and you never know what situation where someone's going to pull the pin. And you're always in um, like this constant biological state of unrest and anxiety and activation and weariness and you're constantly looking around and or you might be at rest and have that rest like ripped from under your feet in the most like terrifying way that you can't predict and sometimes it's not even the pain or the emotions that arise it's just how abruptly and unprepared you are to deal with them in whatever setting you're in yeah you know and so i said that um that tweet because I think it's really important that people realize like, hey, God is aware of the process of healing. He's aware mm. of it. God is aware that just because you want to pursue health does not mean that your body can naturally embody that health quickly. God knows that you're going to be triggered along the way. God's not disappointed or angry at you because your body is responding to the stimuli of the past. Right. The truth is a lot of us have caught up cognitively with what the truth is of our lives. Like the truth is that I'm loved. The truth is that I'm cared for. And yet our bodies have not yet caught up with that truth. Our bodies are still wired to believe the lie, wired to believe the fear, wired to believe the anxiety. And God has grace for that because he created the body. He knows that. Sometimes cognitively, we know someone's changed. We know that person is safe now. That doesn't mean our body feels safe with them. That doesn't mean that we physically feel that safety, right? It takes practice. We learn through repetition. We unlearn through repetition. God knows that because God created these systems. And so I serve a lot of people who feel like God's mad at me because I had a rough day and I was triggered. It's like, no, actually, God probably empathizes with how hard it is to be triggered and I think he wants to offer you comfort and reprieve in him. And yeah, he's offering you an opportunity to respond to the reality of the boundaries you need to set to honor your triggers. And you yeah. know what? No, we'll talk about that in the next episode. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Are, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I don't want to go too deep. I don't want to go too deep. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, hey, I don't know if it's too deep or not, but I, I love what you're saying because especially for those who are believers, we, we do have some cultural Christianity we have to unravel. The idea that yeah. um, the idea that God really just wants you to just press through. 
Yes. Like, oh that's my all gosh. he wants. Now, to be completely clear, oh. there will be seasons of your life where God will be inviting you to push and to press. Oh, for sure. hundred percent. For sure. There's also the reality that many of us serve an idol and, yeah. and not an actual Jesus because the Jesus that we serve in our heads doesn't have any scars. Now, yeah. scripture declares that Jesus in heaven still has his scars. We have a scarred Jesus. Yeah. It's really important because what what scripture and what the Bible declares about God is that he does not forget the wounds of his past. Ooh. Right. What's the point of having holes in your in your hands in heaven unless you're remembering what what happens right yeah. it's now it's a reminder to us that, yeah. that jesus has suffered yeah. and that so he knows what it's like yeah. but two it's like there's no situation where you were in christ the most appropriate thing for you to do is to just forget whatever it was and act like it doesn't bother you act like it didn't happen yeah but a lot of us it's like well no in the in our head, the God that we serve is this perfect, blameless, spotless individual who has never gone through anything. And the things he did go through, he forgot about really good. And the things that he did go through, he every hard thing laid before him, he accepted with joy and excitement and with no fear and with no sadness and with no grief. Because we like to put ourselves in a position where we're like... Oh well, I should just I, I should just know it's God's will and and I should just push through and it's like mm-hmm. Jesus did what he was called to do and was grieved. Cried a lot. Was Cried stressed a lot. Out. Had some had some what we can probably call a panic attack. You, you start bleeding from from your skin and pores. That's you I might forget be panicking. what the actual name of it is, but yeah. like, that's that's a that's a high grade panic attack. That's someone trying to figure <laughs> some stuff tier. out. That's top shelf panic right there. Right. So in our own lives, like obviously triggers are really tough. Yeah. And and it's really important to be very clear in the ways that we talk about this stuff. The difference between a lack, a lack of um, self control. Yeah. Right. Which again is a skill set. So you gotta you gotta work on that. I'm not just saying and you, you just have gotta to decide develop. to have self control. Yeah, you, you, you do have to. You develop have to it. develop self control to manage your triggers. Right. We don't stop them, but we're called to manage the triggers. Mm-hmm. Like I don't just get triggered and then keep going back to the exact same situations, the exact same people. It takes self control to be honest with myself to say I can't handle these spaces, these people, these contexts right now. Right. Yeah. And I say this also for the people who have been, I, I have clients who've been abused. When I say abused by church, I'm talking about in ways that are so heinous, I literally cannot say on the internet without this video being tagged as explicit. If you can't go to church because church is triggering to you and church elicits a level of panic, it is okay to commune with God outside the system of the institutional church you are the body of Christ. If the abuse that you have endured at the hands of the church makes it hard for you to go into a physical building to worship, God is with you wherever you worship. Psalm 103 says, even if you make your bed in hell, he's there with you. So don't let anyone push your limits and push you to a point of panic, push you to a point of irreversible, irreversible damage because they want your tides. Because they want your offering, because they want you as one of their numbers for promo. Don't do it. If you have to worship at home, because that's what's safe to you, because that's what builds real intimacy with God, and not the appearance of it before others, you have permission to do that. 
you have permission to do that. And the church said, amen. And all around the room, we're standing. We're standing. Jonathan <laughs> McReynolds, please come. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I, I received that. And I know that we're going we're gonna to talk about this more in, in more episodes. But I, I do think like it's really important as we continue to talk about tri- triggers and develop language that we're really clear about the difference between a trigger, a lack of self-control, a desire to like not be held accountable to what we do because that was one of the things I'd okay I'm triggered right I have an outsized response to Kobe eating my leftovers um and then the solution isn't just Kobe stop eating my leftovers yeah part of the solution has to be all right yo I got to reconcile the reality that one what was going on in my childhood with my dad that this moment meant all of that, right? Yeah. So I had to unpack that in therapy and process and, and, and figure that out to, to make sense of it. Because one of the things that triggers do, they bring you back to the time of the trigger, to your point. Yeah. So I wasn't responding to Kobe like a mature 24-year-old man. I was responding to her like a 10-year-old, yeah. right? And that's not fair to her because she didn't marry a 10-year-old. Yeah. She's not interested in 10-year-olds. Yeah. Um, and so that's on me. But like, if, if I just make it all on her to stop doing the thing, that's a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. It's just not. Yeah. And that's not, not a helpful. boundary, which is what we'll be talking about next. <laughs> that's not a boundary. Yeah. Telling someone to stop doing something so that you can feel better. That's not a boundary. And we'll get into why in our next episode. So um, I think the most important thing to know. Why am I like this? Oh, my god! Which is a question I asked myself after my wife said, uh, why are you so upset about me eating your leftovers? She ate my leftovers yesterday, by the way. And I was a little upset. I ate, like, two pieces. Okay, okay, okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. I two pieces. It's okay, because it's my responsibility to deal with my own emotions. Right. And my wife loves me. That's she right. serves me all the time so she can have some of my Chipotle. That's right. Um, <laughs> April 4th, greatest book in the world will come out Yeah. by Kobe. And you guys, I feel really excited about this book, really like the nervous excited about this book. And, you know, I am believing that this book is going to reach the nations. I'm believing this book is going to do something incredible. If not for anyone, then just for me, my goal is to have 10,000 pre-orders by April 4th. Is it ridiculous? Yes. Is it crazy? Yes. But it's only crazy until it happens. My goal is 10,000 stories rewritten, 10,000 generations, trajectories changed, 10,000 hearts renewed. I believe we can do it. If you want to be a part of what God is doing in this book, then pre-order the book. Go, go get it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart, um, all the places. Literally anywhere you can get a book. It's also on Audible, but that doesn't count towards bestsellers list. But still get it on Audible. I'm going to get my own book on Audible. So I am so excited for this. Also, if you want a community of people who are excited to learn how to heal and live lives that they love and connect with each other, join our membership community, The Inner Circle. The link is going to be in the show notes. Um, We're going to have workshops on things like triggers. Like we talked about triggers today, but now if you want to learn what to do with your triggers join and you can get free access to the workshop use the code circle fam for three months for complete free entire library of pretty much everything i've ever done um yeah i think that's it anything else nope nothing i can think of all right until the circle comes back around bye bye